it's showtime. I don't know what happened to the music. What happened to the music? You know, this whole thing is, is where's your music? Why don't you bring, why don't you get a guitar, Martitas, and get a riff out? Can you? Uh, I was riffing earlier. I'm not riffing now, though. Where is the guitar? It's right behind you. I can see it. They're all over the walls. There's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of them hanging in here. What's the most overrated intro song? That's Is it Enter Sandman? Yeah, that's a good one. Right? <laughs> welcome to the Jungle. They'll give you yeah, cliche ones, right? Wait, what was that one? I'm sorry. After Welcome to the Jungle. No, they're, they're, you have your cliche, like, you know, intro songs. So, yeah, a lot of people have them, um, you know, like Bomb Track from Rage. <laughs> That's a good one, though, right? Yeah. A lot of people I mean, don't know that song. But. No, that's that's the thing. Well, and see, that's the problem with Rage. It's like you almost feel bad because it's not their fault that the irony of it is that any time that a song gets popular, it's just going to get repurposed and repurposed and repurposed and thrown around. But they're, I don't know, it just feels weird by saying that. Metallica, Guns N' Roses, like you can appreciate the band and the music, but also know that they were put out mainstream like that. Rage just got oh, you know, once rage people picked it up, it was like there was no no option to it. But that's wild. Enter Sandman. I, I see that a lot now. College games, you got guys using this stuff. Come on. Oh yeah. Come yeah. On. Well, it's all over the place. And it, it became a crossover commercial, you know, hit. Right. <laughs> you know, they were playing it on on radio stations. I mean, when I first got into rock radio, Aton, we didn't even play Metallica. Metallica was too heavy for rock radio. Too heavy. Metallica didn't get played on radio. It's funny because like Metallica started getting played on radio when Load came out. Really? Yeah. And then they went back and started playing stuff like Master of Puppets and stuff like that. And Fade to Black, which was an album. Fade to Black is from uh, Ride the Lightning, which is 1984 when that came out. I used to have that in the Walkman for middle school sports. Yeah. And, you know, you go all the way back. To, then they're going back and playing the older stuff. But they never played Metallica before the Load album came out in about 97. Really? That's yep. that's so. First that's Metallica song I played on the radio was Until It Sleeps from that album, which sucks. <laughs> but you were basically told by the music director, this is what we have. Or yeah, were oh, you the music director? <laughs> I was. Once we added Metallica, we went back and added a lot of it. But yeah, you, nobody, it wasn't like the DJ had a choice they were going to play. Oh, I'll no. just go play Master of Puppets. They would have been smashed off the air. Well, that's the thing. Is it too hard, too hard, right? Like, just yeah. think about that. Mm-hmm. That was the mentality, yeah. Right. Nothing from Man Justice for All. Yeah, not until they went back and then they started playing one. Wasn't the that video. their, like, big crossover album? Well, that was their one where they made the was video. Yeah, I guess guess because of video. Yeah. Well, one was the first video. One was the first video, and that took a big step and got on MTV. Yeah. But then when the Black Album came out and Sandman came out and Wherever I May Roam, Sad But True, that's when they exploded. Right. So they have one is kind of in there. But I, I I guess I always remember Injustice for All being as... But then I go back and look at the actual discography of it, and it's not as popular from song wise, as you mentioned, the other two that mm-hmm. come after that. But for me, that was like the other stuff. I mean, you know, it's my Matt, favorite album. It's mashed up, you know, like ride the lightning. It was just basically fuel, mm-hmm. right? Anytime you needed to get pumped up in whatever capacity. Yeah. Leper Messiah, disposable hero. They're all great, right? Damage incorporated. Cool, uh, but no, justice is my favorite album. Um, it, it, and it's, it's so good. I think just the guitar work on it's So good. It's Maybe. a little elaborate. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? A little long, like nine minute songs. And well, uh, it's almost like, you know, this happens a lot. It happens in hip hop. It happens in metal. It happens everywhere where you get a group, you get a rapper, you get an actor or you get an, a musician who gets a couple of pieces of work under their belt that makes them, that puts them on whatever map it may be, their own genre map. And then it's like, all right, this is our third, fourth work. Now let's really do what we wanted to do. Like, let's really mm -hmm. get into our own brain as opposed to making music that we like, but we know other people like as well. Now it's yeah. like, we're just going to make what we've always wanted to make. Yeah, they define, they finally define their sound and have enough money to get it on tape or whatever digitally to sound like they want it to sound in their head. And then they get ostentatious musically. You get a little crazy. You go, oh my God, I finally achieved the tone and our identity as a band. And then you get a little crazy. And then the next album comes out, the Black Album, and they're, yeah. they get more musical. It's amazing, man, just, yeah. just to see that. All right, so uh, something happened. I was going to bring this up here. As... Harvester's a great song, Joey B, one of my favorites. What's that? Harvester of Sorrow. Look at the, look oh, at the right. video yeah, from yeah. Moscow, 1991 of them playing at it. It's awesome. So one thing to look at, and I'm going to bring this up specifically, the reason why I'm going to bring this up, but I'm sure you've got like an encyclopedia of them in your head, at least in hockey, as well as you know the game. But there's you probably have a favorite stat that not many or nobody knows, right? Like a go-to, you're in the cocktail party if those things still exist, and somebody brings up sports or somebody brings up stats or Jordan versus LeBron, and you're like, yeah, well, Mario Lemieux did something in 1990. It's just these stats that even if they – Oops. And even if they Metallica. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, we have a still extended vacation for Barrett Brooks. Harry's out this week. Myself, Jason Martinez in the house. Who knows? You know, Matt Mullen texted me from Philly Voice, where we are, live and local, phillyvoice.com slash the middle each and every day. Matt, one of the sports editors alongside Evan Macy, partly responsible, of course, for putting us up there so you all can see both of them, and texted me, hey, just wanted to get an idea. Is it just Jason? Like, who's on the show today? So <laughs> It's just me. But yes, but no, it's not like it's just you, like it's no. only you, meaning yeah. like we don't know. We have no idea. We don't. How many lines did you put in the water today? Uh, I threw out. Let's see. I threw out a line to McMullen to bat. The, the one that I threw out was Asman, just to see if he would stick around and pop in. But I was going to bring that up with you. Like, who should we? Who should we randomly throw a line to today? We can. We don't need to put you on the spot spot right now. And I'm going to get um, back to what James Harden did last night and why I brought up what I did right before we were joined by the network here on Sports Map Radio. But who should we send a line out to? Yeah, like like well, Harry who, should jump on today. Well, Harry, I don't, I don't think Harry will. I think Harry is no? out. Yeah, I think Harry is full vacation mode. He's lost. He wants no part of this show, and and that's fine. That's that's Harry. You know Harry, like I yeah. know Harry. Yeah, I'm down here. Don't worry about me. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, um, somebody that we know, like the Eric Hayek 
or Huryak, I apologize, suggests the Kern, the Colonel. Oh, Mike Kern? Yeah, I mean, it has to be. You got to plan him in advance. You got to explain everything to him. Right. You know, he needs his hand held. Right. He's we got a tech savvy guy. Random Philly folks like Anthony Becked up and say, hey, you know, come on up. Although, you think AB would come on for us? A lot of movement uh, down not, there. Not, when you hit somebody day of, hey, jump on now, Looks they got to really be a loser and have nothing going on. That's fair. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? You got anything, you're like, dude, I'll, I'll come on. Just give me a couple days. Right. You know? I can't, right. just, we'll see. I can't just end, pause my life to come on with you because you didn't plan anything. It's not with you. True. I have so low expectations of people and what they do every day. We're back in three. Oh, that is too funny. All right, we're back. The, the, the middle. The middle. It's you called know. the Gonza Fort Peninsula Park. Looks nice. It's a nice green space. Yeah. Right, right, right. Just looks like, you know, what's um, what's the the park in, in the middle of New York? Central, Central park? park? Central Park, yeah. yeah. Central Park, yeah. <laughs> most famous park in the world. Right. Park. It's probably the most famous green space on the planet. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation, and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us, and we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case but also throughout the client's life. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Yo, I'm going to send you this video, um, this link. Yeah. Can we play it? Yeah, you can play. Remember when I told you last night I, or yesterday, I said, take the Sens, Calgary's a mess? Yeah, yeah. What do you see? Their, I did. I, I, you see their warm-up last night? The video? The oh, my God. No. Did you just send it now? I send it right now. Hold on. Let me pull it up. They're, they're hitting each other, running into each other on the ice in warm-up. They're Hitting Johnny Gaudreau hit uh, Sean Monahan in the head with a puck. I mean, it, look, it looks just like, like a total gong show. Wait a second. Uh, did you send, send it to the nine nines? Uh, I just so sent it just now. With yeah. all the nines? No, you texted it to me. Yeah, yeah. 
Can you email it? It's just a link. All right. So it's on Twitter. All right. All right. So I'll email it to myself is what you're saying. This is the middle. I can email it too. No, it's fine. Radio yeah, I'll send it right now. It's fine. That's easy. Right. Reply. I'll reply to your, your invite. Perfect. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. Who knows what's going on? And it is a Tuesday. Normally, Jason's in the house. It's a so two for Tuesday. It it's a two for Tuesday. Huh? A double shot Tuesday. Is that what they had? A double shot Tuesday? Well, the one station I worked at, we had a two for Tuesday. So, hey, two from Led Zeppelin coming up. Here's Jermaine. Right. And yeah. a double shot. Well, a double shot can be any day. And a thirsty is always Thursday. Yep. Like, uh, you know, wasting away in margarita. This one's for you on a thirsty Thursday. Wasting away in margarita. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I, exactly. I love, I love like those hokey old DJs. I, and they're all, you know, are they around anymore? Yeah. Or is it just like the, the one dude in New York still there? Not Scott Shannon. No, there, I forget the dude's name. He's like really cheesy. And he's, you know, total puker. And he's got these cliche lines and they, you know, they walk the, their, their, their read right up to the post and nail it. Oh, cover it up. And it's like yeah. under the bar, you know, don't yeah. meet me under. Oh, and then they hit the song or something. What, what genre of music does that lend to the most? Is it uh, like pop? It's oldies now? Yeah, oh, it, it's oldies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause definitely. they've all moved into all that, that stuff that used to be current. It's now oldies. Yeah. So they've evolved into the oldies genres. What you're telling me. Well, like it, Nirvana is on classic rock now on classic rock radio. Wait, like, that's classic rock. See, Nirvana is always going to be miscategorized, right? I know grunge, and they always come up with their own classification of what Seattle music started and sounded like, but it just it sounds so much different than so much of what it would be class. I mean, whatever the grunge is was always seemed to be unique in that area, so I'm just looking at more broader terms. But, man, I always feel like they've been mischaracterized. People want to put them in rock. People want to put them in harder than that. Well, you know, they've. Yeah, there's a punk element to a lot of their yeah, stuff. Even right. Even like an even a pop element at yeah, times. Oh, totally. When they get to Nevermind and then in utero. Absolutely. It's amazing. It sounds like Teen Spirit's a pop song. So it's in bloom. That's a absolutely. pop song for sure. You mentioned you have hardcore songs like Francis Farmer will have a rain on Seattle. Like that's a hard song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Territorial pissings is a heavy. <laughs> that's a punk. Right. Anthem. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, did you you mentioned these old I'll bring it to our genre here or, or at least the talk genre. You mentioned the old school, the pukers, the you're listening right? back yeah. when this guy hit and it hits the post and there's the music. How about talk radio? You ever see that movie? I, I never saw it. Eric that, Bogosian. Yeah, I, I've, I know. I've I've watched parts of it. I just couldn't get through it because it just looked bad. But oh, no, this is our business. Yeah, he got clipped, right? Yes, yeah. Alan Berg in 1984, The Assassination yeah. of Radio Host, Life and, and Murder of Alan Berg was the book. And it was all about him going down and controversial political views in Texas, deep in the heart of Dallas. Holy foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. But there's, there's people get so pissed at radio hosts sometimes. They do, yeah. don't they? You notice that? Yes, but to oh, okay, two things, two things. One, before we move off talk radio, 
there are some of the greatest monologues in, and remember this is an Oliver Stone movie here. This is not yeah. Oliver Jones. This is Oliver Stone. Yeah, great story. So, there's an amazing monologue really or two in which Bogosian is front of the mic and he's just yelling and the camera's spinning around him as he's yelling. And I'll send you, well, maybe, I don't know. We can't play that. I'm sure YouTube is going to flag us. Maybe they're not. I don't know. They flag music. I don't know if they'll flag a movie like that, but your point also about moving off of talk radio as a whole. The other thing you were mentioning about just moving on with, with talk, right? The second yeah. point. Well, yeah. I mean, people get so angry yes. with, with talk show hosts. And, and look, when you say something that somebody deems either negative or wrong, there's a different, there's, there's been studies on this. There's a different physiological effect in your brain. So it takes 10 things that are, that you would deem positive or right to equal the same physiological effect in your brain of one negative. Mm-hmm. Which is why when you, I, a lot of people go through Twitter, you get all these compliments, you see one negative, that's what you respond to, right? And that's our human nature. So people get, and but people get really pissed. Like it gets nasty. It's, I equate it to road rage. Like I'm, yeah. I try not to be an angry person, but the second some douchebag comes up the right side when it's coming into one lane, and cuts off 30 people when he saw the flashing light of the big truck saying it's coming into one lane. Like, I want to I want to take a, a Sherwood goalie stick to his temple. Like, literally want to kill him in the drop of a dime, right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take much. And that's how people sometimes they get that same kind of physiological reaction based on opinion. And, and when you listen to a show and, and the same person repeatedly, sometimes you get the same opinion a lot. And you hear it over weeks. You hear a position over months. And it just pisses them off so much. You know what's? Cr- I worked with Eskin. You worked right. with him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of, of like complaints we would get nonstop. I'm like, just don't listen, you idiot. Well, think about it though. Think <laughs> about it. And and this is where the the disconnect of Twitter and even sending an email, right? Remember that, or mm-hmm. calling up a radio station, sending and a letter, dude. Oh, we used to get yeah. letters. Sending a letter, exactly right. To where you see somebody, it's how often when you sat next to that very person who was getting all these complaints on the air, how often when it was a public event, and it, I'm sure it's the same, right? Where, would anybody ever come up and, and there would be a problem? Never. Very rarely. Right? I mean, if it was ever. Yeah. I mean, they'd come up like with Howard, they would come up and needle him, like, what's up, genius? Yeah. You're a that, dope. But, you're they, right, but, right. They, but, but it was almost like, shtick. Yeah. Nobody ever wanted to fight him. Or well, that's not true. I, the I, people that wanted to fight him technically worked with him. <laughs> well, that's true too. <laughs> I always liked working with him. I love Howard. Working. I mean, with I've him. worked with every diva in this city, and there's a lot of them. Um, and working with him, he would blow his stack, but then he was good. You always knew it. He'd blow the stack, and then it was good. Yep. And that was it. I uh, remember the the first. So I was doing updates. And as an anchor, you had to cut audio up as well. And I put a cut in the system, but I didn't label it, I guess, the way that it was. This is back when both of us were at IP. Yeah. And he was working with Ike at the time and they were calling for a cut and the producer Turtle couldn't find it. So they thought that they didn't have it. 
And Howard is like, we don't have it. We don't have He comes, he runs. How do we not have that? <laughs> into the newsroom. And he's like, what's going on? We don't have this. He starts yelling, starts yelling. And I turn around. I say, I put it in the system, genius. And then after that, ever since then, he was he was like, hey. And then I'd see him out and about. And now you got his respect. Super Bowl. See him randomly in the Super Bowl. Yo, Howard. And he's, he's just. And I think that's what it is, where it's like people expect a lot. Angelo was like that, too. No, he was, no. No, he was bananas, but he, he <laughs> held everybody to a high standard. Yes. I mean, well, he would he, he would fall into his chair at the end of a show in his office, in the morning show office. I mean, he was gassed, right? Gassed. And But there would be times where, like, you knew going in that day, you're like, oh, the morning show is going to suck. He, yep. He's going to launch. There wasn't the cuts there that he needed for yep. the Eagles game. He had nothing to give away. Yeah, I remember. I'll be out of there. Because I want to hang around and just get some FaceTime with him, filling in for Big Daddy again, back when both of us, you and I were there. And there were days every now and again when it was just like Rio would just be like, you should probably just go. Yeah, not a good day. I won't mention his name, but we had a promotions director that just didn't wash. didn't It, it wasn't the right fit. And he oh. got banned from the morning show meetings. And it just didn't get, he called Angela lazy one time. For not reading his emails, and that was like, oh, I had to jump in between them. It was not good. I can't imagine that too, because I, yeah, that's like the one thing you could say to that person, Cataldi, and have him not lazy. Him. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. But that would get him going. Yeah, it's in the radio station at three thirty in the morning right, with four right. legal binders written out of stuff, and if I don't need it, I have it. You know exactly. So last night I brought this up at the start of the show, right at the start of the show, and then we kind of morphed and moved around as as we are. I mentioned that there was something that happened last night that got me thinking about one of these stats, and it always happens in sports. Whatever sport it is, there's no sport that's off limits. I don't care if it's an individual or team sport, if it's no longer even in existence, whatever it may be. If it's recognized by a certain governing body, then it's fair game here. But there is always that stat that you pull out that you know 90% of the people in the room don't know or aren't aware of. And Jason, mm -hmm. I appeal to the NHL because between the two of us, he overwhelmingly is going to be the favorite of having that type of stat. And this isn't like, you know, Wayne Gretzky with more assists than – this is something yeah, – that's a common stat. Exactly. Now, there was one with Ted Williams, and I'll pull that up because, again, a lot of these numbers – are going to a lot of these numbers are going to be associated with players you know it's not the player you don't know or maybe it is a player that you don't know like yeah, there's some oh, innocuous ones for sure yeah so i bring this up because i think that this is what this is going to be one of those stats and people talk still their stat heads to people that just use them and, and talk about them as far as like conversation on the radio like we do and James Harden was the first person. I don't know if he caught this last night. He had his seventh triple-double with the Nets, but he became the first person in NBA history since at least 1977 when they started tracking turnovers to record 30 points, 15 assists, and at least 10 rebounds without turning the ball over once. Wow. That is that – is because the, the, the innocuous part is he did all that and he didn't turn the ball over at all. Mm -mm. What a handle. <laughs> Not one. Right. And and think about think about how much he has the ball in his hands. He's generating so much offense, even passing. You create 15 assists. That's 30 points, right? You're creating offense. You're the last person to touch the ball before the scorer scores, right? Yeah. 
So you have the ball. There's so much potential for you to turn the ball over, especially when you have the ball in your hands as much as he did. And look, Jay, I'm not saying this is one of the you know best stats ever, but it's one of these stats that pops up that now you and I can go and talk about, you know, a couple of years from now in some cocktail party where people are talking about what somebody did. He's, you know, James Hart, you want to talk about handle. You want to talk about a stat. How about the only triple double ever without a turnover? I I, I remember the stat came out. There was a game like two years ago where Clay had like 34 points and he dribbled the ball three times in the game. Are you serious? Because it was just catch and shoot. That's what that's what Golden State did, right? They just got the ball, moved it around, and get the open shot. And he took, yeah, I think he he had thirty four points and he dribbled it like three or four times. That's it. I mean, that was incredible. I remember yeah. that maybe three years ago when that happened. Yeah, I remember going into the football season last year that Tom Brady. I saw this that Tom Brady had a higher percentage of making the Super Bowl than Steph Curry did of making a three pointer. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just based off his career, yes. the fact that he's been in there so often, that was his 10th. Yes. That's crazy, right? That's insane. It's uh, it's one thing just to look at how often he makes it and how long he's played. And to look at it in comparison to he and Brady in the game that he plays. But when you bring up Steph, who's like, a, we're not talking about. He's the all-time, he's the all-time greatest three-point right. shooter. <laughs> This isn't the Kembe Matumbo's three-point rate or something yeah. like that. This Let me is- give you another innocuous one. I, I kind of Googled some here, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So you you know, Michael, hold on, hold Mike- on. We got a break. We got a break. Give us one second. We'll hit that in the break. We'll be back in three. You're listening to The Middle. Jason Martinez in the house. Brooks Mays on vacation at Shander Show at Jason Mert. It's The Middle, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle and Sports Map Radio. All right. What's what's the one you have? I'm I'm looking up this this damn uh, Williams one, but go ahead. Michael Phelps holds the record for the longest golf putt ever made on television. So it's a pro am, right? Yeah, 159 foot putt that he made on television. He did it at the pro am at the Phoenix Open. Oh my god! Now back in 2012. See, here's the thing: is that's insane. Yeah, but. You know, like he could never do it again. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can. No, it's no. Great. I mean, it was a lock. That was total lock. Right. But did so, you know that Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles in his career than he does drops? Yes. Yep. That's crazy. That, that's an NFL. Like that's one that NFL people know. Like people that follow the game, like us, not you know, like the casual. Oh, there's a game on. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. yeah but that yeah, you, absolutely. But you would that's think insane. I mean, if it went back to the days where guys played two ways, they played both sides of the ball. I get it. Like you're the linebacker and a receiver, right? <laughs> you could say that, but geez, I mean, he doesn't play defense. Nope. But you know, Arizona over the years has turned the ball over quite a bit. So that's a great stat. What's that? That, that he has more tackles than Turner. Did you yeah. know that more men have walked on the moon than scored an earned run against Mariano Rivera? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize. Wait a second. 11 earned runs in his career. Is that in the playoffs or is that just overall? Um, it, I think it, that's the playoffs. Hundred, Yeah, postseason. You're right. 140 right. innings of postseason. So, right. He's only allowed 11 earned runs in 140 innings. 12 people have walked on the moon. Nuts. So 16... 
want to go. So, all right, and the stream can help us with this too, because I, I see you got some more, right? Yeah, I have a great one just on the right, view. Hold, hold that one, because I, I want to bring up this one with Ted Williams, because when you first hear it, it's like, okay, so what? And then when you put it into context that nobody else has done it, roll with not even like an Ichiro or Gwyn or somebody like that, it, it's insanity. Yeah. So Ted Williams had 16 consecutive plate appearances reaching base. Jesus. But it wasn't in the same game. No, of course. He didn't have 16 plate appearances in one game. That'd be one hell of a game. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, that's got to be over four or five games. Maybe he went three. Six for six, four home runs. Two, it took five games. Wow. Six for six, four home runs, two singles, nine walks, one intentional, one hit by pitch before the streak ended in the top of the eighth. Wow. But isn't that ridiculous that nobody has done that? Yeah. Because you, you think about baseball, how many games they have. Absolutely. How many opportunities to break it. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Uh, let's see. We'll Live bring this video up Riley too. Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Barrett, Harry on vacation. We might get word. I reached out to see if if Barrett would be out here, but I don't know. I feel bad. Let, let's see. He'll he'll pop in when he pops in. We yeah. mentioned Jason Martinez in the house. Aton Shander here. We mentioned the number. That ridiculous stat that came out last night from James Harden triple double on the Brooklyn Nets victory against the Spurs, and it got us talking just about. And I love the term. Did you? Is that what you Googled? Innocuous stats? Um, yeah, I just uh, like. Uh, let me see what I Googled. Something about craziest sports stats or something. Okay, because this whole thing got us going about ridiculous stats that the average sports fan probably doesn't know not just the typical casual but the actual sports fan doesn't know now rod culver is is back home in houston running the show here so i, I don't know are you familiar with this ted williams stat we threw this out in the stream just before we came back ted williams ha holds the record for reaching base safely on 16 consecutive plate appearances which on the surface, as we were saying, just, just before we returned here, on the surface seems like, really, that's, that's it? Like, first off, 16 doesn't seem like a ton in the span of 162 or 156, depending on right how many games were played and playing that game so often. And, oh, by the way, being a guy that hit 400 or 388, 57, right? I mean, Williams is no joke. Yep. But then you're thinking, all right, well, 16 doesn't seem like a ton. Really? Nobody since September 24th in 1957, nobody has got and, and reached base safely in 17. Like, think about all the great hitters we've had, too. Oh, yeah. Guys like Tony Gwynn and uh, the great, you know, average hitters over the years, guys that hit for average. Yeah, think absolutely. About Ichiro, right? Yeah, you're right. Ichiro couldn't, and you look at then you look at what he did, and, th and this is insane because you start to put into con I think this is what makes these stats. And you mentioned a couple in the break, and, and we'll bring up a couple more here before we hit that longer segment coming up in nine minutes. But the other thing is when you start to look at the fact that nobody has done it, 
right? Yeah. Like Mariana Rivera and the fact that it's easier in history, it's easier to walk on the moon than it is to score an earned run against Mariana Rivera in the postseason. Yeah. And that's not hyperbole, right? Yeah, no. That it, 12 men have walked on the moon, 11 earned runs. <laughs> That, speaking of Tony Gwynn, um, in this one I'm finding here, it says that he deserves his own chapter. He faced 18 Hall of Fame pitchers for a total of 541 plate appearances in his career. I basically hit a full season's worth against Hall of Fame pitchers. His line against those Hall of Fame pitchers, 331. That's what he Maybe. hit off the And he had f- more four-hit games than two strikeout games in his career. Amazing. Amazing. He faced Maddox 107 times and never struck Tony Gwynn out. Maddox. <laughs> So, you know what? You're in the Hall of Fame for that alone. Yes. Seriously. Like, if, if you can get 100-plus plate appearances against Greg Maddox and never be Cade, you're in the Hall sick. of Fame. Nolan Ryan struck out seven pairs of fathers and sons. <laughs> That's got to be a record, right? It is, yes. How, I mean, seven fathers and sons? I didn't realize that so many played. I know Griffey's, right? But Yep. Vince no, Carter has played against 37% of the people who ever played in the NBA. Well, think about that. That 20 what, years, what 21 years. Just, right. What do you think offhand the percentage would be for Yager? Oh, good. If Vince Carter is 37%, what do you think Yager is? 50? Well, it's the only problem is he, three of those years, four of those years that he actually played. He had a stint where he went and played the KHL. Had he played, yeah, but, but it's got to be, it's got to be in that same ballpark, right? It has to be. Now, I, I, I would think it's it's more sorry than Vince, right? Or you think it's similar to Vince? I think it's similar because he didn't play a lot of games against the Western Conference. He played so much of his career in the East. Did Vince play in the West at any point? Uh, was Vince in the West? Yeah, they were out West before they moved. I thought. Uh, <laughs> I got a great one here for you. Yeah, what Kareem, do you have? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the all-time NBA leading scorer. He made one three-pointer in his career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now it wasn't there, but right. Nobody was shooting threes back oh, then. That's insane. What What do you think that looks like? Uh, Skyhook and posted people up under the basket. You think it was? Yep. I'm well, I mean, that's at, what he—that's what he did. No, I'm telling you, man. This thing is—I I think it's a real shot. So yeah. what? I'll pull up the video for you. What happened is the ball was running out. Basically, there was a miss, and the ball was running out of bounds on the baseline. And Kareem, through his athletic ability, was able to track the ball down on the baseline right before it went out of bounds, turned around, realized he didn't have any other play but to shoot it, and shot it, and it went in. Wow. So that was a real shot by him. Nice. You think, um, Matt, you think everybody's like, no, no. Yeah. I just, hey, I, I got to be honest. That's like a Patrick Ewing stroke, man. Oh, he was smooth. <laughs> How about every player that ever played for Pat Summit, the women's program at the University of Tennessee, Every single player graduated from the University of Tennessee. That's pretty impressive. Now, I, I, that's stunning. That should be something that was celebrated even more when you talk about Pat Summit. Yeah. And she great definitely, coach. Right. Was that something that wasn't happening? Now, clearly with the NBA, it's different and college basketball, but was Gino Ariema not? Not, not, I guess not graduating people from UConn the way that Pat Summit was from Tennessee. Got it. Now, that, no, that's, we not, that's astounding, man. I'm not acknowledging this Wade Boggs stat until somebody can corroborate it with video evidence or at least a picture. 
I don't believe that. All right, I got one more for you. Do you, here. you remember this thing? Joey B brings up Wade Boggs allegedly 24 beers consumed on a plane ride. Well, he told the story, yeah. New York. Yeah, I, yeah, he told this. How many times do you hear this? Yeah, that could be embellished. Seriously. And if everybody's wasted, then who's going to remember, right? Yep. Who's going to be there counting beers in the first place? Yeah, so what's he doing? Saving beer tabs, keeping a journal? How come on? How how often do you even pay attention to that guy who comes up and tells you in the party that he's on his ninth beer? Yeah. Beer, right? uh, all right. Since 2008, Nick Saban has as many national championships as home losses at Alabama. Since when? <laughs> Since 2008. Every other year, man. Right. Crazy. Isn't that the formula? Yeah, I got Every one more for you when we come back. Year. All right, hold that. We also have some things happening tonight. We got a big statement by the Sixers last night. Money line cover and then so. Oh, yeah. We got a lot happening here. Not even halfway through. It's the middle Philly voice. Fake news, Ron Culver. We got some things we need to talk about. It's the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Oh, look at this. Fish caught. Cocktails consumed. <laughs> Man, all right, we'll save that one for when we come back. We'll, we'll get that last one in there. Cool. Um, I'm trying to see. Yeah, how about this? You see this thing, this exec? What is it? So apparently, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. There was a Nike exec who had to leave the company because Bloomberg did a report on her son running a secondary sneaker business, basically like reselling sneakers, touching them up and all and fixing them and then reselling them. There's a huge secondary market for sneakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have a friend that does my one of my wife's friends growing up does the shoes like that. Seven. Yeah. Mary, yeah. So I'm just I'm just shocked that more people that have a direct and he was using a credit card. I guess one of the credit cards that he was using had his mom's name on it. So it's like mm -hmm. now she's part of the business. You know, people are idiots, but from a legal standpoint, who knows? She might be held liable. I'm just surprised that doesn't happen more often. Oh, wait here. Let's, let's look at this real quick. Hey, you got the, the Calgary video. Yeah. I'm going to bump it up. Right All now. right. So I said yesterday, Calgary's a mess, right? Here they are in warm-up last night. Watch this. this. First, you got the Balamaki bumping in the goal. You got ah, not Dom Giordano, huh? He's not feeling very good. You got Anderson. They're crashing into each other. And the worst of them all is this backhand from Johnny Gaudreau into the side of the face oh, of Sean Monaghan. And he left the ice. I tell you what, I, never, I used to not like it. This was something. Look at the goal he's running. That's, you can stop it there. Yeah. What a gun show. Anything? Oh, is that Lucic? Why? Uh, how old is Giordano? My God. Yeah, Mark Giordano. I'm not sure. He's probably 31. Hey, 31. His hairline looks worse than mine. I'm 42. <laughs> look, my sure. hairline stops like right at, at, at like the the top middle of my head. That thing went all the way down to his neck. Oh, he's 37. Okay. Yeah. All right. That seems. Long. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> think he was that old. He's been in the oh, league a long man. time. What um, a great fall by you on that. I mean, how about, they're just a mess, dude. That team's yeah. a total mess. Actually, That's we should the, play that again when we come back. The um, so how did I do on my plays last night? Carol, I got the, we got Carolina. I think you went three and two. I lost obviously Edmonton, this and I lost um, the Avalanche. Yeah. How's the Avalanche lose to the Sharks six to two?
this, this was something. You know, just watching that Carolina game at the end was worth it, man. Unbelievable sequence. End of regulation, then oh. they get in overtime. Yeah. Just see, that's I, – I, I'll, I'll bring this up real quick. This is The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. It's a Tuesday. Jason Martinez is in the house, and it's just us for now. You never know. I did send that random thing to Jake to track him down on something he was talking about earlier, but we'll see. Fake news, of course, at 12.20 today, 12.25 or so. We might have an extended one. And we don't want to put Ron to work too much. He probably thinks with guys on vacation, this is an easier opportunity. Although, did you ever hear that story? You heard that story I told on Friday, right? Well, hold on real quick, because you're talking about all these records. Today's the 59th anniversary of uh, Will Chamberlain scoring 100 points, oddly enough. Is that right? Yeah. And then took the bus back. Yeah, from Hershey. With the Knicks. Yeah. He scored 100 points. He was living in New York. A lot of people don't realize that. Uh Will was living in New York, commuting to Philadelphia, playing for the Sixers. They played that game in Hershey, PA. Yep, the old Hershey Arena. be in the living room to know that... So, uh, that's funny that Wilt then took the bus back. He had to get home. Yep. And there were guys the bus back with the team. He hung a hundred hundo on. Imagine, can you imagine that? Should we send a line to Egan? You think Egan would show up? No. no. All right. Why not? He's a pain in the ass. You don't need that. <laughs> All right. Well, send Devon. Just, it'll just put him in a bad spot. <laughs> All right. That's fair. I'm going to deal with him on the Flyers games. It's enough. <laughs> Do you, uh, but don't you remember that where, they, there was some fame. I forget who it was, but there was some famous line there for somebody on the Knicks who was sitting somewhere in like the middle part of the bus looking up like, are you bleeping kidding me? Yeah. This guy <laughs> just drops a hundred. Like you said, now you got to give him a ride home. You should have pulled over in Lancaster and kicked him off the bus and made him walk. You could have horse and buggied it the rest of the way. He get kicked off. A guy looking like that getting kicked off in Lancaster. He might not make it home. <laughs> that's that's the You couldn't fit in a horse and buggy. That's That's another one, too. Banshee, you remember that show? That's out in Lancaster. I love that show. It was a great show. That's that's the introduction to it, right? That. So, one more. You have one more of these innocuous stats that came off of James Harden's triple double last night, where he did not amazingly did not turn the ball over. And then we have to bring this video up because you you nailed something last night with your picks in the NHL. But I have to give you credit. I have to give you and another individual who's been on this program, who's a local guy to us, who works for the Action Network, because you and Michael Calabrese this year, from a betting perspective, have me watching a lot more of what I normally wouldn't be. But before that, what's the last innocuous stat you can pull? Like I love these ones that talk about like almost the historical perspective and the amount of time between when it happened. And this one really caught my eye. There's only been 15 unassisted triple plays in Major League Baseball history. Yeah. And and they play, obviously, so many games, 162. Two of them happened on back-to-back days in 1927. And then it didn't happen again for 41 years. So what are the odds it happens on back-to-back days, and then you go 41 years until the next one? Think about how many games that is in baseball. All the teams playing 162 and all the postseasons. It doesn't happen for 40, but it happened on back-to-back days. That's and nuts. The last five have happened over the <clears throat> span of a decade. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. 
Oh, that's crazy. Oh, nine. Right. Where you go 40 years for it. I, I don't know. It's like a slot, man. Baseball's mm-hmm. like a slot where it comes down and you hit the jackpot and you think, oh, my goodness, I just won a hundred bucks. Let me keep playing because I can win the mega. And then next thing you know, you're down a thousand dollars. Yeah, because it just goes so long and so long and so long before you've last hit. It's, it's just I, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Caught line drive. Now, think of this. What's the one? They're all I'm looking at this. This is a this is a really cool thing that you brought up, especially when you look at, as you mentioned, how long it went from 27 to then 68. Ron Hansen broke the streak for the Washington wow. Senators. Now, look, this is how they they happen. Caught line drive, touch second, tag runner. Yep. Caught line drive, tag runner, touch second. That's the other way of it. Now Mickey this, Morandini had it. Right. The only true. one that had it differently was Johnny Noon. Johnny Nunn, Johnny Noon, Johnny. Not, not the Nooner. No, not the Nooner. Although we could get Egan on. Tigers, this was the one that happened the second day of the back-to-back days where he caught a line drive, tagged a runner, and then beat the runner returning to second. Wow. As opposed to just touching it right there. That's amazing. Yeah. Man. What a crazy stat. Wow. All right, so yesterday, and let's awesome bring this stuff. up here. You called this game last. Did you know there was going to be this much? I know there's a lot of dysfunction in Calgary. So why don't you set it up, and I'll let people see this again and hear it for the first time on the network. All right, so you want to play it first? No, I want you to set it up the radio. Look, I've heard some reports that, and, you know, obviously the Flyers are always connected to Calgary because of Johnny Gaudreau, and everybody, oh, bring Johnny home. But I, I know that Matthew Kachuk, who is one of their young, really important players, is very disruptive on the ice and there's and there's uh, a chasm in the team right now with the way he plays um and they're a mess they're a team that's had a lot of expectations over the years has had some decent years and some bad years and it's probably time to break up that core because it's not working and they're a bit of a mess so i said to yesterday calgary's a mess they're going to lose to ottawa ottawa's horrible and then this was the warm-up last night hold on jeez ah jeez this was something. First, you got the Balamaki bumping the goal. You got Milan Lucic hanging in the corner. He's not feeling very good. You got Anderson and Nestroff. They're crashing into each other. And the worst of them all is this backhand from Johnny Gaudreau into the side of the face of the helmetless Sean Monahan, And he left the ice. I tell you what, I never, I used to not like it. This was something. All right, so that's got, it. Oh, yeah, First of all, look at, look at why is Lucic. Airline again. Sorry. Why is Lucic sitting on the ice in the corner? Number one, where you can catch a puck too, like that is such a bad look. If the this is that warm up would necessitate after that loss last night, the general manager coming into the room and just absolutely shattering sticks and going bananas. I would tell you that Ron Hextall would be a guy that would go into the room after something like that and go absolutely ballistic on his team. Can you imagine? Like, who's the who's the most dysfunctional quarterback <clears throat> in the NFL? Right now, when you Carson look Wentz. At, well, okay, Carson's up there, right? Who else? When you just think of like Jameis Winston for some reason, right? I, like, can you imagine a video clip of warmups where a tackle is doing some sort of drill and running to the right 
where he should have ran to the left and catches an errant <laughs> ball in his head. Like, this yeah. the equi- I'm trying to think wow. of what the court equivalent would be of catching a puck to your face by a teammate shooting at a goalie-less goal in warmups. Yeah, I don't. I, that's a good question, but I got breaking news. Sydney? Uh, yeah, Crosby yeah. will not be available. He's on the COVID protocol list for the Penguins. Okay, well, let's look at this here because we've wow. got action tonight to take advantage of, right? Yeah, Flyers are in Pittsburgh for three. Yes, and it's not three days in a row. It's three games in a row, but it's two and three, correct? It's uh, no, it's, or three it's tonight. Three. Yeah, it's three and, and five because they play tonight, Thursday, and Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. So immediately, look, the, the Penguins have, and I'm saying this, not to interview you to more just make a statement and then you can come in and, and change it. The fly we know about the flyers and we know that they're healthier now than they were. We know that they're getting back a perfect time for their stretch run. As far as the penguins, I'm assuming that even though their head is above water, they've been underachieving for the most part this year. Um, well, they're playing good of late. They're six and one at home. So it, but it's taken that to get back to where they are right now. So maybe they've yeah. overcome a, a slow start. Yeah, they, they, they weren't great in the very beginning. They The general manager resigned. Jim Rutherford, Hextall took the job. Oh, yeah, they've been good right. since then. I think they're six and three since the change. Since Hexy? Yeah, but I mean, they got they got an 11-8-1 and one record in 20 games. So basically, if you want to say, they're basically 11-9. and nine. They've won 11 games and they've lost nine, including overtime losses. So... Um, no, they haven't been great. And I think their winning percentage is like 525. Yeah. So, you know, not having a guy like Crosby out there tonight. Well, that's huge, obviously. That, that's what I'm saying. It yeah. means that much more. If if you could look at a team that's cruising no matter what's surrounding them and you take out even an impact player, and I know impact player like Crosby, I don't want to make light of it, you can still make an argument that, okay, they can, they can get around of it. There's another guy or three that are picking up slack, but when you're barely, even though of late you're played better, but when you're still kind of not where you want to be, you need all the help you can get. I would think you're pounding the Flyers tonight, right? Well, uh, here's the thing, though. When Pittsburgh, over the last couple of years, and maybe they're not the team they were the last couple of years, when they've been at, without a, a key player, whether that's Malkin or Crosby, they've actually performed well. And they've they've that other player who's still in the lineup, in this case, it'll be Malkin, has stepped up. But Malkin has not been very good this year. So Does that change, you think, in an opportunity like tonight? I I think this this is one of those ones where you know sometimes when you lose a, a a very important player, your team is more dangerous because the compensation for it. It's like the backup goalie theory, right? Right, right. Where everybody raises the level of their game. And Malkin's got fourteen or twelve points this year in twenty games, four goals and eight assists. Um, now, I, I think this is absolutely a lean now towards the Flyers, despite the fact that the Penguins are seven and one at home, and the Flyers uh, on the road. The Flyers, I mean, on the road are five, two, and one. So, right. I think that that's before this just came down right now. So, yeah, I'm going to pull up the live line as I see it here. It's probably off the board. No, Flyers at minus one thirty three on the money line. Wow. Real quick, real quick. Give me that's give reflective. Me, give me some other picks, real quick, right now that we can throw in here with the Flyers tonight before this thing gets to one fifty or one fifty four. Uh, all right, give me a, give me a minute. Up. I gotta I gotta bring up and look right, at the we, card a little bit. More. Early games tonight include Buffalo, New York. New York has to be able to take advantage of how bad Buffalo is, right? 
Um, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, don't listen to me. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm asking you. <laughs> well, I, I have a theory. Like I a lot of times, I don't. Buffalo is. Yeah, I don't like to put good money on bad, two bad teams, and there's two bad teams there right now. I but know. I would lean towards the Rangers. Well, I, I I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do. We've got a, a bunch of other. I, games. I wouldn't make that a play in my car. Detroit Columbus. We're still dealing with a similar scenario of two bad teams. The only yeah. scenario that we have early is really if you if you like Montreal at home against the Sens coming off the back to back, or do. if you like the Islanders on the road in New Jersey. I, I really like. First of all, I lo- I love Montreal in the game. They've yeah. got their feet under them now after the coaching change and Dominic Ducharme. So I, I love Montreal in their They're game. minus two seventy five. So we're going to need a couple more here. Okay, well, yeah, you're gonna need a lot more after that. Ooh, minus two seven, like that. That's it. That's a hell of an upset. Sens are over two hundred, so I feel a little better about Montreal. Yeah, I love Winnipeg tonight. Okay, if they're taking it on the chin last night from Vancouver yeah, in, in the peg, um, I do like the Islanders tonight over New Jersey. Um, no dog so far. Yeah, it's not really not a dog a, night. What about uh, you, know what, you know? What I do like a dog. I do like a dog tonight. I like Dallas plus yeah. one fifty five tonight against Tampa. That's actually dropped a little bit for me. Super Bowl or not Super Bowl? Stanley Cup rematch, and Dallas got shellacked by Tampa. I love day. it. I love it. All right, so there you have it. Quick break. I'm gonna pull up a couple of things to look at to round that out. We can't end with an odd number, and we're at five from jason so i'll give you at least one maybe three to look at in college and the nba that the two of us will bounce back also we talked about this james harden thing man harden and irving played last night you and i and harry and barrett on a couple of different shows talked about the likelihood this team would gel they don't even have durant yeah, that might be something to look at. We'll do that at the top there with the Sixers and then, as mentioned, the Flyers tonight. So we got to talk a little more in depth about that game. Second hour, fake news, a lot happening. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and Sports Map Radio. Hey, New Jersey, if you bet on sports, then you need PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. We're all using it to cash in this basketball season. Just head into your nearest casino, pick your favorite teams to win it all, and sell those tickets on PropSwap. They have thousands of buyers across the country, and you can sell too. And listing your ticket is always free. This is your newest side hustle. The average seller on PropSwap makes $500 every month. If you aren't selling on PropSwap, then you're missing out. Go to PropSwap.com today and click the sell button to learn more. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.
The, the, the middle. That's what I told you, but I got a hangover, man. So what is this hangover? Hard. Yeah, what's with this hangover? Right, what, 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 what happened yesterday? Cheap vodka, bro. Cheap vodka, man. What? what, what? Well, I took yeah. pineapple vodka with the pineapples, and I infused it for like a That's week too or much two. pineapple. Pineapple it, is and terrible. It was, too, it, was, it was so sweet that you would just, just keep on drinking, and I just kept on drinking it. Do you say you took pineapple vodka and then infused it into pineapples? Yes. I mean, there's there's sorority girls right now at Penn State that are <laughs> laughing at you, Barrett. He took pineapple vodka and infused it into pineapples. Oh I my. thought it would be a better taste, and it was a better taste. It was a great taste. It just went down too fast. Went down way too fast, oh man. My. And next thing you know, man, next thing you know, three shades to the wind. See, watching Queen got... Latifah. Oh, my this God. The... That's the light of the day. <laughs> the Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Boy, how about this Baylor game, man? Two, two I really like just to keep an eye on. Illinois and just Baylor. Now, Baylor is only 213 on the money line. Wow. So that's, that's, I mean, think about it. If we're working everything in together here, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I think you're a first half play, actually. Yeah, you need a lot to go right in that, in that situation. I want to talk about that thing um, that, uh, what's it, Jane Slater put out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. About the intern thing, Today. unpaid. Yeah, let's do that. In the, um, let's definitely do that. We don't have time here. So, all right, top of the hour. Yeah, or we could do it in the 12 minute where we have like let's that. Do that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Where we stretch it. Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So I want to tease this without getting into it, which is always difficult because nothing on this show is ever really scripted. But Jason's been doing this longer than me, so I trust him. And Rod is a pro, I'm not, so I trust him. But I'm assuming, since I know Jason and I know myself, that Ron at some point has had to show up and be an intern and work for free in this awful, warped, crazy business that is radio. Is, is that a fair assessment at some point? Yeah, we. I think we all had to, right? You would think. Most, and I th- yeah. Yeah, yeah let's, let's leave the tease at that in the second hour when we have time to stretch out at 1210 we'll explore that because i think that is the general assumption that Mertidas, culver and shander all share which is yeah didn't everybody have to that's the way to, to get going you would think but there was a lot of heat and resistance from that all right yeah. uh we'll, we'll touch on that and uh we'll talk about that i should say we'll talk we'll, about just to keep an eye on illinois i bumped him up a little bit and i took jason's picks and i put them in my own little pressure cooker here I bumped Illinois up. They're getting a ton of sharp action, not much public love. So I bumped them up to nine and a half, real comfortable at that moment there. And then Baylor, look, look, Baylor's going to come out. I think the the game is going to be hard fought by West Virginia in the second half. Baylor is a first half play all year. That doesn't change. So I really like Baylor minus two and a half in the first half. And then there's one more, Jason. What do you got? So been talking about this whole first quarter thing and that Raptors game got postponed. Damn it. That was going to be the play. All right. I uh, need to. So Detroit in the first quarter was going to be the play there, but I'll find you one more. You no know, Spurs come off an overtime loss last night. Long game. Knicks are in town. Knicks are playing pretty well right now. 
What do you think? Take advantage of a team that went long last night that got beat up? Yes. Yeah, that's a spot play. You like the Knicks? Yep. All right, I like the Knicks too. I'm with you. Mr. Basketball. We're back. That's right. We're back in pretty. Mr. NBA. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right. Now, let's look at last night, tonight, Flyers. Let's just look at this big picture real quick. Flyers have three against a team right now that's not going to have Crosby for at least two of those games, if not all of them. No, he's not. Well, I don't know. It depends. I don't know if he has the virus or if he is just contact traced and he has to wait a couple of days of um, in a row of negative tests and would be able to play on Saturday. I don't think that he'd be able to play tonight. I, I don't think he'd be able to play Thursday night with just going on the list today. Okay. Yeah, we know the Caps are the team to catch right now, and everything is tight in this division. We're not really at playoff chase mode yet, right? I think you're in playoff chase mode all season, to be honest with you, because, because you play, you only play the teams in your division. They're all four-point games. Aren't you sick of the guys by now? What's that? Aren't you just – like, think about that. Aren't you already sick and tired of staring at these guys' faces on the Penguins and the Islanders no. and the Bruins? You're not sick of them yet? Well, they've only played the you Penguins know, twice so far. They've only played the, you they played the Bruins five times. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of familiarity here. Absolutely. I, I think it's intriguing. I think the further you go into the season, you're going to have even more storylines and and disdain for your opponents because you've seen them so many times. You're going to see them eight times. You know, I'm seven times. So, yeah, that's a lot. I think that as you get deeper into it, maybe there there is that like just I, I can't stand the sight of this guy's face anymore. Yeah, I mean, look, when they go back to a normal schedule next year, the variety of opponent will be great because I do like seeing teams like Toronto, who's obviously off to a great start. And Edmonton. I will never see this year. Yeah, I mean, we won't see them unless you get to a conference final and you face one of those teams, you know, but I like seeing, you know, Tampa Bay come to town with with all the talent they have in Vasilevsky. And I like to see. You know, teams like Carolina. I like the I like that variety, but um, you're not going to get it this year. You know, I was thinking about this because of what's going on in Canada with the Flyers versus what's going on, let's say, with the Sixers and every other team in the NBA. To be fair, because nobody is benefiting from one team being down in Florida, like the Raptors, as you see, that game was postponed tonight. But is there an inflated team? There were there were a couple of teams in the bubble last year in the NBA that were either inflated because of the circumstance or completely at a law, the Sixers, and I'm not making excuses. They were slop, but that was, that was a road game. Those were four road games for the And they Sixers. stunk on the road. Exactly. And that's a victim of circumstance. So I look at the divisions here and I'm thinking, well, you've got these teams in Canada and I wonder yeah, Toronto would be good regardless. I'm not taking anything away from them. Mm -hmm. Is there is there a team in the NHL that is a is benefiting 
from being locked in one area and only one area, knowing that they're playing competition as much as it may be repetition, they're still taking advantage of competition and not taking on other teams. Because you mentioned Toronto. There would be other good teams, bad as well, but good teams coming to town that the Flyers would have to be playing. And I don't think the Flyers are benefiting from it. I'm just curious if there was a team like that that is good that you think, uh, they're really just benefiting because of where they are right now. And because of the division alignment. Exactly. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, like I look at like Florida's off to a great start. They're in a division with the lightning, but, and the, and the hurricanes I think are a good team, but not a great team, but the rest of that division is not good. I mean, I look at those, those three teams, Florida, Tampa, and Carolina, Chicago's played way above their head so far, but Columbus is a declining team. And they, and they obviously had some losses this off season, more guys jettisoned from Columbus. Nashville is in, teardown mode the Red Wings are a mess and Dallas coming off a, a Stanley Cup final loss in a bubble that's a hard thing to come back from right yeah. it's hard to come back from a loss in a championship in a normal year and respond and Dallas is trying to do it after being in a bubble for basically two and a half months and then coming away with second place that's hard that's really hard. That's difficult, man. You're right. Yeah. You're I right. mean, that's tough to do. And they've had a disjointed schedule because of COVID to start the season and COVID at another point. And then the the storms and weather situation in Dallas, they've only played 16 games. There's teams in their division that have played eight games more, right. 24 games. Now, so. how do you, that's going to be made up though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at it based on points percentage, that's more maybe the indication of where teams are. So if you go by points percentage in that division with Dallas, Dallas is all of a sudden the, the fifth team in the division, not the last team based on points. They're at a 500 record. Got it. So, I mean, the Flyers, if you go by points percentage right now, are the number one team in the East in their in their East division. They have a winning percentage of six points percentage of 694. Right. Boston has 684. Washington 667. Do you still have that? I'm curious. We have about like 20 seconds or so, but do you still have that feeling that we all had in the beginning of the year that they were just playing way over their skis or skates? No, uh, I, I thought, look, I think that I talked to Mike Yo about this and it's on Flyers Daily today. A good teams, even when they're playing bad, they just find a way. It's yep. something like a power play goal. One guy steps up, makes a play. Good teams find ways to win games when they're not at their best and bad teams find ways to lose games when they are at their best. So I think that's a, a that's a, a DNA in partnership with Jacob Media. I like it. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now. on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. <laughs> Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Tease this before the break about. Free labor and what it really means in the realm of sports media. And we're going to talk about that in six minutes. And wait until you hear this whopper, Jason. Jason Martinez with us on a Tuesday. Brooks and Harry still on vacation. Wait until you hear this whopper that Ron Culver is going to drop. Oh, He's man. Got a good one? Yeah. About now, is it a whopper with cheese or a whopper without cheese, Ron? It's a whopper royale. Oh, okay. Right? There's uh, a extra cheese, maybe a little more secret sauce if there is any. You definitely ask for extra fill in the blank. Whatever your favorite extra is or condiment or sauce, whatever it is that you want on that Whopper, you ask for extra. So we have that. Uh, this is this is the world we live in. 
on the same page of this prep site that I have, right below it, on top, it's Kobe's childhood hoop sells for $37,000. Okay, $37,000 at all. Kobe's driveway hoop? Yeah, yeah. Wow. A basketball hoop that used as a new home. Has a new home. Sorry. All right, $30,000. We see Luka Doncic's card, $4.5 million. We see stuff, memorabilia go. Right below that. Here's a question you don't hear every day. Want to own Jack Lambert's teeth holder? The no. opening bid is $300. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to own that, and I will not bid. Hey, Mama Brooks, how are you? Oh, nice. Mama Brooks in the house. St. Louis. What, what is going on here? Who is betting on that? $300? Yeah. Do you know what you could get for $300? Yeah, that's like saying, hey, you, you want to buy Babe Ruth's spittoon? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. And yeah. I chew. <laughs> Who is the most notorious tobacco chewer slash spitter in well, baseball? Lenny was great. I mean, he was a leaf guy. Is Lenny Dykstra right? had that big knot in Huge, yeah. Old school baseball, you know. Right. Now, Joey B's asking you about a, a rumor with Crosby and Hextel. And that Crosby Hextel. wants to play Endeavor with McKinnon? I wouldn't. I don't know if there's any truth to that. I, I don't think he doesn't like Ron Hextel. So I think that's probably wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but does Crosby want to leave Pittsburgh if they rebuild? Maybe and go play with his buddy Nathan McKinnon, who he trains with and is from the same area. Absolutely, that could be true. All right, we're back in three. <clears throat> oh, I like it. I like it. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right. And then I will tell Joey B that I have texted with Hexy since he took the job, but we did not discuss that. <laughs> okay what can you tell us you discussed anything anything of no nah, i can't I, nothing uh, yeah no i can't i can't violate come on. Uh, ron's ron's a good man I, i've told the story that with the day i got fired on october 31st on halloween when i got fired from the fanatic i got a text from him nice and that's how i realized that they turned off my email and i lost all my contacts in my phone because you're, yeah, this text shows up and he signed it, Ron Hexel. I go, I got Hexy's number. Why isn't that there? And I realized I, all my contacts were gone. So I called the station and had to get them to turn it on so I could get them all back into my phone. <laughs> That's awesome, though, isn't it? Like, that must have felt so good. Yeah, he sent me a real nice text. Yeah. And I really yeah. appreciated it because, I mean, I grew up as, you know, I loved Ron as a player. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. And, and, you know, it was really cool as, you know, one of the guys that you idolized when you were growing up that you, you eventually get to know. Sure. And uh, now I've had a lot of interaction with, with Hexy over the years. And um, and he's, I think, as a player, he was one thing. As a general manager, he's different, like, demeanor-wise. But he's a good man. He's like a real, he's a good man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't do that kind of thing. Like, send me a text. Right, right. Schlob, like me a text saying, hey, I heard what happened and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, he, he's, he's a good man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad that he's getting another good shot in the GM chair, and he's going to do a good job there. It may take yeah, some time. I think so. I he's think a so, builder, yeah. so we've seen that too. Yeah, 
he lived the first, I think, eight years of his life in Pittsburgh. Yeah. His dad played pro hockey there. And so, and he replaces the guy who was his idol. Exactly. So that's even, Jim Rutherford. Yeah. I remember when I got fired at the Fanatic, I got a text next day from Spags. And it was like, uh, did you? Huge paragraph about just, you know, staying in my faith and direction and just, yeah. He believes it, in me. Yeah. And, and it, it gave me that feeling I'm sure you had too, where it's just, it, it, it almost, it made me mad because I couldn't be mad anymore. Yeah. There was no, like, because now I'm letting people down. Yeah. And I was he's, like, he's a motivator. That's a motivator. Yeah. I was like, damn it. I have to go. And you know, it was, you're not ready to do that yet. You just oh, want to be pissed. Exactly. Yeah. I, oddly enough, when I got let go, I wasn't really pissed. On the sports well, you were there was the some elements of it that I was pissed about. I was a blessing, though. Ron has an amazing element to this story that he's going to share with us, but I'll let you set it up, Jason. Jason Martinez in the house. It's a Tuesday. We have fake news coming up probably around 14, 15 minutes from now. This is a story that always comes up. It's a topic that always comes up. And I, I have to at least preface this before Jason gets into it with the Jane Slater tweet that went viral yesterday is we are different. We are just like the athletes we cover are so far removed from the average day to day and are held to different standards. Sports media, what it is to be in front of a microphone, what it is and for better or worse. It's just treated different than working at Apple or working at Google or working at fill in the blank industry. It's it doesn't mean it's better. It doesn't mean it's worse. There are goods. There are bads. There are issues. We all are jaded for different reasons. But just to set this up, you do have and I'm not saying that we're above or better. We're not. A lot of times it's like, you know, we're at the mercy of you, the stream, people watching We mm -hmm. do this for you. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah. So that's my point in all of this is that we do have to look at this with a little bit of a different lens than IBM. Is IBM still around or is that like Google now? Yeah, that would be like Google. I think IBM is still around, but it's not the company it was. Well, okay. the thing is, the thing is this, though, is this is a job. And I think it's always important for people that do the job of sports media and in particular content creators. Right. People that, you know, have to perform. And that's what this it is a performance. And it is entertainment. But I think you have to remember that there's a line of people that will go a mile long that, A, would do your job for cheaper than you do it. And a line of people out the door that think they can do your job because it, they hear it and it sounds easy. Right? They, they go, well, you just talk about sports. You know some stats. That's I can do that. But that's not what this job is. That's not. it. it this job is way more than that it's Wait. very little of that to be honest with you <laughs> over uh oh um so jane slater put out the the tweet and she said i posted an opportunity for an unpaid internship she works for nfl network and i'm amazed the comments i get it's not even for me it's for someone else and i would have jumped at it in college i have three i had three unpaid internships in school double majored and had a job shaking my head and this obviously went crazy because a lot of people look at that as you're exploiting people for free labor. And the intern, unpaid intern thing is a, should be a thing of the past. And so many people in media jumped on her tweet and said, well, that's how I got in. That's how I got my foot in the door. And other people were outraged going, if that's what you need to work for free, 
unpaid labor to get your foot in the door, there's a problem with the industry. Well, first of all, it's not unpaid labor. You're not bringing an intern in and saying, hey, why don't you take care of billing? Right. <laughs> you know, or why don't you program the radio station? You do the imaging or you why don't you just go and host a show? That's not what it is. There are some menial tasks, pulling tape, pulling sound and, and things like that, answering phones that are elements of being an intern unpaid, going to events, being a part of the road crew, you know, helping promote the radio station. But it's all in an effort to expose you to the different elements of the radio station, get little tasks to see how you do with them. And then it is often, hey, you were a good intern. Let me hire you to be part of our road crew. I'll hire you to start producing. And that's how you start your career. You know, just cold calling to hire at radio stations, you know, putting out something that says, hey, we're hiring for a position of producer. You wouldn't believe the emails I would get, Aton. When I would post, when I had to post the job at one point um, at one of the radio stations for the midday show, we made a change before I was. No, no. On the air. I'm getting guys. Hey, I work at the Wendy's drive through. I think I would be you wouldn't believe the cover letters and and of people just not not even close to qualified have never worked. This Uh, is market number five. It's top five media market. And people saying they worked in a Wendy's drive through. They just say, dude, I can't even understand you when you're in the drive through. How am I going to understand you on there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, look, it's the way I came through. I was, I told the story. I worked at a beer distributor at Penn state. When I changed my major guy came in to a drive through beer distributor paid with a check. I saw his name. I said, Hey, I was thinking about doing an internship. He said, I'm the morning show guy. Uh, we'd love to have the beer guys an intern. That's how my career started. I was yeah. the stump boy intern schmuck on the show coffee getter you know what i mean that's what i did right right now uh, i let me let me say this because matt mullen and we should just get matt on to be honest with you because he's going to be having a conversation with me on the show while we're doing the show but i'll, I'll read his his well, all right well let me just make sure are you okay matt with me reading the text because i don't want to then break that that yeah, yeah. Trust either because yeah, gotta, he makes the point. Know it's public consumption no, but what, what it is, is he's making a good, reasonable counterpoint. I happen to disagree with it based off my own experiences, but I wanted to bring this up. So Matt's response is, Jason's missing the point. It's not just about doing the work for free. It's that there's a large segment of society, mostly minorities, who can't afford to work for free. So it's a barrier for entry into the profession. Totally agree. Part of the reason why the industry is so white. Now, let me say this. In I, agree with, opinion, I agree with Matt on that. Yes. I, I disagree with the means to the end. I think that in my experiences, there have been people that I've worked with that are doing their own podcasts, that are doing their own YouTube shows that probably nobody knows about, or they have their own workings that they're doing a second job yeah. that they're doing. So it's not that a person of color, let's say a minority or whatever term that you're using to describe this person, this term in our society that we have to classify people with. It's not that they can't physically do both. It's that programmers, it's that people who are in charge of hiring are not looking. They're not opening up as wide of, they're not casting as, which I think are two different things is my point. I think yeah. what, what happened with Jane Slater and the responses to that on the line of what Matt is saying is, well, a lot of people in this country can't afford to do both. And I look at it and I say, wait a second, 
You have a lot of people that I follow, that I interact with, that I could point to right now that are working second jobs or first jobs to support their podcast, to support their growth of their content, that, as you mentioned earlier, Jay, are creating. So I don't think people can have it both ways. No, so, you're right. I mean, look, yeah. while, while I was an intern, I was still working at the beer distributor. To support right. myself. Yeah. So I don't see that. My, my, here's my point. If it's all about getting reps in front of a mic, in front of a camera, if it's all about reps, 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 and that's what everybody will tell you is going to make you a better host, yeah. is going to make you better is reps. If it's all about that, then what's the difference? I don't see much of a difference between going to a radio station, working for free and getting reps at the studio and working a second job as opposed to working a job and in your free time running a podcast or running your own content. It's the same principle to me. No, it is. It, and, and look, you're right. You got to do more shows. You got to keep, and, and I've always told everybody, a lot of people, because I've been in management for so long and high-end management at big radio stations, they always ask me, you know, what's, what's the key? And I always tell them that the operations guy who makes the schedule, he's your best friend and you never tell him no. If he calls you and says, Hey, can you do this? You can. Because the moment, you know, there's so many people that I've had working for me over the years that always say, hey, I want I want to do more shifts. I want more shifts. And then when I call them to do a shift, they say, I can't do it. So yeah, and then, when, and then when, I'm there and then you call yeah. me after that person. Well, if I call you on the first call and you always say yes, guess who's getting the chance first? <laughs> the guy who always says yes. Because The last thing I want to do running a radio station that's on 24 hours a day, needs three people there at all times, holidays and everything is make seven calls to fill a hole. If I can make one call, I'm calling that guy. So I, I said in my career to my first boss, I said, the only amount of notice I need for a shift you need filled is the amount of time it takes me to get from where I am to the radio station, yep. provided I'm sober. That, that's Yeah, well, that's another thing, too, that I guess has to be factored in when you work at radio. Yeah. But that, that's it. I mean, that, that's it. Whenever anybody asks me, hey, what are you doing? What did you do? I was available. That's yes. it. I, I made myself available. Number one thing. Yes. And, and even that, even that comes from, well, what if you're working a nine to five and things along those lines? There has to be some level of sacrifice that you make. My point of what we Devon, began, Devon, for example, works, worked a nine to five and also worked, went in every night. I, I think he probably does. I don't know. Yeah, but um, he did. He was an intern. And then he was he was my first producer at the Fanatic. Right. And then look what he's doing now. I mean, the guy's an expert on the Sixers, um, and he, he's grown his career, and he's gone through the past. And and he's not a white guy. No, and and the problem here's my my problem with the people that have a problem with this that are bringing this up, and where I would disagree, or maybe not even full on disagree head to head with Mullins' point, but maybe come at it from a different angle. Is it's not that Devon and people who look like Devon Givens can't juggle or balance or do both and are at a disadvantage of that. It's that not enough programmers are going to Devon Givens and saying, can you do this? Yeah. That's giving different. him the opportunity. Right. That's yeah. different. And I don't think different that conversation conflated. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I don't think the two are hand in hand it, to, to your point. I don't think that one comes with the other. I, I think there, to Matt's point though, there is obviously he makes, know, that's what I'm saying. I disagree yeah. with the means to the end. The end is yeah. right. We definitely disagree with that. Yeah, absolutely. But, but again, you know, it, it takes away, it takes away from people who are creating their own content and haven't had the opportunity to get in front of the right people due to the same circumstance that would prevent other people from getting in front of the right people in a hiring process. But I, I think it, it all, I don't know. It almost insults, I think 
this the person that the when you respond to Slater and you're uh, not Mullen, I'm not saying that with Mullen, I'm saying with the people that were attacking, it insults the person who you're actually trying to defend. Yeah. Because you're assuming that they're not capable of working multiple things at once. Where what we're trying to tell you is that they are, they're just not getting the opportunity to. Yeah. Now, listen to Culver, what Culver passed up. Oh, man, that, 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 that was a good setup. No, when I was in college, <laughs> I, uh, a friend of mine did, did a solid for me because I was interested in it, but I wasn't really in the process. You know, I wasn't really going after radio that much i had I, I went to school in southern california i grew up in southern california so i needed to be on television right because that's what we are all doing but he did a solid for me he's like I, I think i can get you an internship uh with a radio show and i was like oh you know what all right it's, let's go and check it out i didn't really know what i was getting myself into when i was going into this meeting but it ended up being for the jim rome show <laughs> right which would have been a solid gig what you uh, was this back with like Travis Rogers? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was, okay. This uh, is in my buddy Adam Hawk now doing the show recently. This, no, no. This was like <laughs> ninety six. He 96. was my intern. You know that Hawk was he at NBC Sports Radio? He was my intern, and I told him, I said, "Dude, just hire me when you start running the show in like five years from now. Hire me." And I, I love the fact that he's killing it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe I met Travis at that in that first you know, initial meeting because she brought me in and, you know, she amazing. Me, she gave me a tour of the radio station. Jim Rome wasn't there yet, but you know, all the producers and writers were in one uh, room. They were all meeting with each other. And she's like, there you go. And everyone said hi. And then she pulled me in and, and my friend was with me and he's doing me a solid and gave me this interview because he's already there working. He's already there interning. And I looked at it as, okay, you're wanting me to be here. But my mindset was like, I want to replace the stupid job that I have that where I am being paid. So I need to be paid to do this as well. And she and the, basically what the offer was, she's like, I really like you. I really like your personality. Let me start you off on an internship and just see how it goes for a couple of, you know, for the next couple of weeks or whatever, how long it was going to take. Totally unpaid. And I made the mistake of saying no. Because wow. you would just because be working for free. I thought I, because what I want, what I wanted I wanted to quit the job that I had, which I don't even remember what job I had. That's how stupid it was. I don't remember what job it was. I wanted to quit that job, just concentrate solely on this job, but I needed to be paid because I had bills. Yeah. And yeah. and I, my time was money. I still needed, you know, I was in school. I had a part-time job to pay the bills. And then I, afterwards, I still needed to have all this extra time to uh, go out and party with my friends every single night. You could have been in the jungle, time. man. You could have been, been in the jungle. jungle. That's why I say hindsight is 2020, because then to get into this one, you do take an internship where you're not being paid and you're just, you know, you're doing, you're working 18 hours a day, you know, maybe sleeping six, maybe sleeping four. It all depends on which day it was just to make it all happen for you. Amazing, but, man. Amazing. 20, what was that? 21 year old me, 20 year old, about 20. Yeah, it was about 20 or between 20 and 22. Yeah. Uh, year old me could not fathom the idea of taking an unpaid gig. I was like, I got to get paid for what I'm doing. It's amazing. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah, that. But hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. If that's if I can go and smack that kid right now, I would. This is a first. Me cutting Ron off to say we have to break. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle Only fake, to bring me back fake news with ron that's right next it's the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle in sports map radio oh my i'm back at uh 30 all right now what is this joey b says here 
Russo MLB Network segment sneeze versus fart review segment on a serious show. What? Do you have any idea what he's talking about? I have no clue. No. I can't believe. I mean, there were so many people upset. Like who? Here's the thing, though. And Matt as well. Mullen as well. I, I don't know the digital print business like radio and television. But for example, OK, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. I wasn't getting paid for those early hits I was doing on 5.45, right, 7.45. So I'm doing a, a four-minute hit, if that, on Good Day, Fox 29 in the morning. Back in, And you remember back when we were both at 97.5, like I would take yeah. off on Thursday morning to go just to go down and do a four-minute television hit. Yeah, because it was an opportunity. Exactly. And despite a couple of people saying, oh, you're an idiot. What are you doing? What are you doing? Mike Jarek and others just keep coming. Just producers just keep showing up. So what I did was I reverted back to when I was with you at IP. And every time I would get a call from, yep, I can do it. I can yep. do it. I can Which do is it. why I called you first. Exactly. And they kept calling. And now it's it, it turned into props and locks. It turned into paid appearances on the television show. Yes. So it's not because, and, and again, it's, a, it's about availability. It's just about saying yes and being there. So I don't know the digital business, but I, I don't know if blogging, writing columns, if it's much different than it is in our world, but that's pretty much what, like, I don't know any, do you know anybody that started where they were just hired in without being famous for something else, like a former athlete or a television guy now doing radio? Put it this way. Later. Put it this way, and I'll use Zach Gelb as as the subject. Zach Gelb's dad was the producer of Mike and the Mad Dog at WFAN. Yeah, I mean, he's, he he's had, a legendary producer. Yeah, I mean, he had every advantage to get into this business. You know what his first gig was? An intern for Angelo. He interned for Angelo. Catal. For free. Yes, for free. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Not, so, hey, hey, son. Here, because that's that's tough. Yeah. Not, hey, hey here's oh. a part-time gig for you. That kid's been doing radio. Zach's not a kid anymore. Zach's been doing radio shows in his basement with high-end guests because of who his dad was. Right. Like Bob Costas coming on when he was like 12. <laughs> He's been, he's been rep doing reps since he was 12 years old. Yep. And he's a hustler and he doesn't want anything handed to him. And he went in and did it. So I think just people look at it like you're go like, it's a sweatshop. Right. You exactly. know, and that's not the case. That's not what an intern is. Not in this business. Or not in my experience. Exactly. Now these people all, they need to cancel the game because Crosby's got COVID and there's going to be an outbreak. On the sports map. Stop. They played, a, they played a game last week against a team that had two players that just ended protocol. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, fake news. Ron Culver has three stories. Two of them are real. One of them is fake. It's on us to now determine which one is fake. Harry's not here. Barrett isn't here. It's just Jason and myself. So the clutter is gone. I actually feel better about today than I have since we started this with normally the four of us. It's no knock on the other two, but I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a there's less clutter around each story, right? Yeah, easier dialogue. Exactly. All right, let's so, do it. So basically, I have a 33% chance of fooling 50% of you. Yes. I'll okay. just say yes. Those are some uh, 
There's some odds in your favor there today, Ron. There we go. You guys ready? Yes. All right, you guys know the drill. I don't want to have to say the whole thing. Story number one. Cancel culture has struck again as a school board outside Des Moines, Moines, Iowa, is banning certain Shakespeare plays and sonnets because they promote promiscuities and underage drinking. So you're telling me that that's the only thing? See, this is the problem I have with banning stuff like curriculum is because it's just a small, it's like a, 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 I'm trying to do this in a PG way. It's a small, it's a battle of people with small members trying to have a urination contest, if that makes <laughs> sense. Because it's all, it's, it's only what they can control. Oh, this promotes underage drinking. This promotes promiscuity. What about everything else that that same age child has access to as soon as they walk outside the building? It acts like it doesn't exist, like life. And I know I'm talking to two parents here and I'm a parent to be, but it acts like life doesn't exist. I'd rather my school talk about it. I'd rather my school open up a dialogue about it as opposed to try and tell my kid that, the only thing that exists when you're in school is right here, as opposed to the world outside of it, especially when they have how about your kids have iPads and everything else. Right. Th- that's weird. Uh, but, you know, that's you're right, Ron. It's cancel culture, you know, because things are unpleasant by today's standards. And that's a good thing. Then we shouldn't ever speak of them again. To me, you don't ever learn from the past if you don't learn about the past. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What's story two? Story number two. This one guy's secret life is perhaps the hardest thing to ever fathom. A former police chief was finally caught juggling two wives, three fiancés, and 15 girlfriends. What? 15? Is there 24 hours a day where this guy lives? Yeah, seriously. Two wives, three fiancés, and 15 girlfriends. There is no way bankrupted Valentine's Day. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) There's an obvious benefit to it, but there's also, I think, a lot of drawbacks to that as well. How do you keep the texting right? Yes. Pick you up in 10. What are you talking about? Oh, that was for Mildred. Because what brought him down is that one, I think it was a fiance saw that he was married and he had to, he provided uh, fake annulment papers. He forged fake annulment documents, and that's what's bringing us down. So he's out right now on $10,000 bail. All right, that's wow, true okay. because you have so much detail, and the fact that you just said that oh, yeah, he's out on $10,000 bail is a tip to me. Okay. Wow. <laughs> right. All right, story three. True, because you're like, ah, two wives, three fiancés, 15 girlfriends. I can see the fun. Whew. I can't keep up with my wife. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> All right, finally, story number three. Two guys drinking beers on an inflatable mattress had to be rescued at sea after floating off the coast of Australia. (laughs) What are they drinking, Fosters? Seriously. The Australians don't like Fosters. Oh, really? Yeah, that's not Australian beer. That's actually made by Budweiser. Oh. Yeah, that's why it's... Australian Australian for beer. Remember the commercials? Australian for beer. Yeah, but that's like claiming that everybody in this country drinks Bud Heavy. Yeah. Um, what do they drink over there, Ron? Well, Not Budweiser? Not <laughs> Imports. Yeah. No. I can tell you that they Emotions. don't drink 
Foster's. I know like you will go to a bar in Australia. I haven't been there, but I've been told this, that if you go to a bar in Australia and order a Foster's, you better be ready to fight. That or the wow. kick you out, right? Yeah. I mean, depending on, you know, you're in a high end place in Sydney. You, nobody's going to punch you in the face, but you're out there and, you know, by the Great Barrier or whatever it may be. Plug you. Well, they uh, that's the tourist move. Yes. That's like going to Sabaros in New York City for pizza. Now, does the same thing happen if you go to England and like get a Boddington's or a Guinness? No, well, Guinness in Ireland, but obviously but... Guinness is pretty popular. OK. No, no, that's 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 true Irish beer. All right. It so might be, you know, like, oh, that's, you know, you, you, you're you probably looked at as a tourist if you buy it, if you ordered that, because that's all you know. Yeah. All right. I can get a Guinness here. I don't, I, I'm not going to go to Ireland and get a Guinness. Right. No, I want to get something that I can't get here. That's from I'm going to get the beer that's on tap that uh, their house beer because every every pub has one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, what do you think, Aton? I'm going that story number one. Is big. Yeah, I think one, two. I, I honestly I think one is I'm going to go one, two. Jason and I both on one. Now you got a 66 percent chance of fooling us. No, nah, I got a zero percent chance of fooling you. Both of you guys nailed it. Yeah. Uh, look at that. Look at Just, that. I use cancer culture ineffectively, I guess, thinking you guys would fall for the cancer culture trap. But, yeah, there was a guy. Uh, there is a guy who has been juggling two wives, three fiancés, 15 girlfriends, finally got caught. And Amazing. Uh, yeah, I really wish he had a reality show, Ron. Yeah, seriously. We may need to explore he, a little more on that. He may need one, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's that, the middle of phillyvoice.com. That's the case of Viagra. Sports Matt Radio. <laughs> The, the, the middle. The middle. It's you called know. the Gonza Fort Peninsula Park. Looks nice. It's a nice green space. Yeah. Right, right, right. Just looks like, you know, what's um, what's the the park in in the middle of New York? Central, Central park? park. Central Park. Yeah, yeah. Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> most famous park in the world. Right. Park. It's probably the most famous green space on the planet. The middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. 
See that link? Uh, did you just send me one? Yeah. Now, what the hell is... Uh, oh, it's radio.com. That's why. That's why. Like, hmm? what's that? Um, my computer's like lagging when I type. Podcast. You're listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network, presented by Rocket ah. Morgan. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All Tomorrow, it looks like, I was going to say a lighter week, but it looks like Barrett's back tomorrow. No Barrett today. I was pretty surprised about that. Harry. Is he back? Did you say he's back tomorrow? I think so. Barrett should be back tomorrow. Harry's out the rest of the week, but Barrett should be back tomorrow. So we'll see. I thought he would pop in today because he's been making it a point to show everybody how drunk and how much fun he is having. Good on him for getting out there, Absolutely. having a good time. Yeah. Marty down in Florida, him in Puerto Rico, Harry in Florida. Now, again, I, I, can't, I can't even bring up how jealous I am because we talked about this yesterday. You would much rather be north of where we are anyway than south. Like, what's the ideal... The normal person who lives in the Northeast, their ideal escape from this climate is to go down to the Southeast corridor or maybe out West or wherever it may be and just go to a beach, go somewhere warm, sit on the sand and not have to worry about anything. Turn your phone off and just yeah. for you, it's like go up to Saskatchewan for a week in some cabin and just have Internet access so you can stream the NHL channel. Yeah, go to like Regina. It's Saskatoon, you know. Have you seen this new? Oh my! I, I have to pull it up. Speaking, of, I'm, it's hilarious that you bring that up. Of all places, Regina. Have you seen the new Jim Gaffigan stand-up? No. So Jim Gaffigan has a new stand-up on Prime, and it's all about his time. He basically traveled around the country of Canada and did a full new stand-up routine all on Canada. And he's talking about Regina, and it's just like, you know, there are a bunch of perverts up there, yeah. Regina, and it's just hilarious because it's Gaffigan. And, you know, Gaffigan is is this funny, like subtle, but still harmless. And yeah, he, he's check it out. really funny. Yeah, he doesn't talk. He talks about food as well. You know, he's a food guy. He's a big he's food guy. Yeah. Now, how, about this, how about this story that Ron sent us that he brought up in fake news about about the guy? Yeah. Two wives, three fiancés, and 15 girlfriends. 15 total uh, under his watch women. Wow. And none of them knew they existed. <clears throat> how That's is that possible? Ugh. Seriously, how is that possible? Yeah, I don't know how he did it. He must have a, a, a very organized system, you know, to be able to keep all that compartmentalizing his brain not to call somebody and, and call her by the wrong name do you know how difficult that is though like we're not talking about two three people you're talking 20 total 20 yep 
20? Yeah. And how many fiancés were there? There was three engagements, so three fiancés, two marriages, and 15 girlfriends. All right, so think about that. The mar- Once you're married, you know, things slow down a little bit as far as, you know, like ramping up what you need to do. You've, you've got the marriage already in, the wedding, right? The fiancé part of it, that's what's crazy, isn't it? Well, you're planning a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're doing that three weddings simultaneously, or you have successfully convinced your one of or all of your fiancés that, ah, don't worry about you handle it and and I'll just show up. The other thing, imagine when he's going to like locations, like, you know, for the wedding. And weren't you here last week with some other girl? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You would have to specifically stay away. You can't go in to think about it. You can't have a, a regular spot. You can't have a, oh, this is our place. Yeah, where you does he live? He's got all the restaurants that he can take all these different women to. That's a th- exactly. Now, where was this specifically? Uh, where was he located at in the country? Yeah. Um, do you know where he was, Ron? Jason Stin- Collier, 41. Yeah, Police, uh, Texas. 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 Okay. So, the, uh, you know, Utah, you would think, well, at least bigamy and you know what happens there. It's legal. And yeah, he was taken down by the Texas Rangers, too. Really? Wow. Well, I'm glad what they got nothing better to do. Charge, though. I sent you the article. Aton. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Open smart news and read police chief allegedly forged. Ma- OK, so allegedly forged marriage annulment papers. But you can't be married to multiple women. It's polygamy. Right. Right. Two wives, three fiancés. I'm assuming polygamy is illegal in. In Texas, it's not in where, where is that in Utah or whatever? Right. Now, this one idiot on the column says legend status. Legend is when you don't get caught. You know, to paraphrase Paulie in The Sopranos, you get points for staying out of the can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get points for going in. Right. When, when did this shift? It, mm. Like Twitter it had such a big part of this where it's like person gets caught for doing X and it's like, oh, that guy's a legend or she's a legend. It's like, wait, wait no. Well, he's he's still a legend because he accumulated that roster. (laughs) He should be he should be the Eagles GM. (laughs) Right. You want this guy in free agency. (laughs) You thought managing athletes was tough. (laughs) Try managing 20 girls. Try again. Exactly (laughs) right. Try again. (laughs) Oh man. Amazing, man. Amazing. All right. We gave some plays out for tonight. And Base, I, have you watched a second of any spring training? I, I don't even know where I can find it, to be honest. I'm trying not to watch a second of baseball, <laughs> period. Well, you uh, see, I'm so you out on that sport. I know what you're going to be watching tonight, right? Yeah, I'm doing the Flyers game. Exactly. But that's a seven o'clock game. Mm-hmm. So, what time do you get home from the barn usually? Well, it's a road game, so I do it from the home studio. Oh, right. So, the home studio. So, yeah. well, I got to finish the game. I do the post game show. That'll get done around 10. And then I got to. Then I got to tape an interview for the podcast with a player, and then I got to do the podcast, record it, and you know put it all together and post it probably by like eleven thirty. All right, so you don't have any late games tonight, anyway. You're not missing out on any late action. Well, I'll have the, I'll have everything on in the studio. I'll be watching stuff while I'm doing yeah, it. The latest game is eight thirty Eastern. The Flyers game won't even be over by the time that Dallas game starts. Yeah, that that sucks. There's no late night, you know, well, West Coast there, game. There tonight. is in the NBA. There is in the NBA. Yeah, I'll t- I'll tip into that. But once I'm done and like I learn eleven thirty, that's I'll it. I'll settle down and then I'll just I'll probably won't even watch sports. I'll just kind of chill and watch something else until I fall asleep. For me, that's 
can't get probably a Formula One race or the office. That's see, that's when I put on the office or King of Queens, and it's like it's like taking I, I don't know what is it you put it under your serotonin? Tongue? You know, I think it's uh Acid. melatonin. <laughs> Yeah, not serotonin. Serotonin, I think, is to boost yeah. your uh, antidepressant, right? No, uh, as far as melatonin, that's what it is. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll calm you out. down. Yeah, yeah, or knocks you out. That, that's what it is for me. So, Well, I'll you, just take an Ambien and a gabapentin. That's what I do. <laughs> all right, well, what's the Ambien television, like, version of TV for you? Because for well, me, that's what it is. But it can't be sports. You can't go You can't go well, to Formula One. No, I watch Formula One just to kind of – unwind at the end of the night. I, I never watched Formula One before this year and I have the Formula One app on my TV. So I, they have all the old races. So I go back and watch it. I like Googled the best races and I go back and watch the old best races. I don't know who won them. I never watched them. So it's man, fun to you watch. And, you and Barrett weird. That's all. I really, I am totally watch into it, man. I love what I love Formula One. I'm so into it now. What got you into it? Like this the is the show a- on Netflix got me into it. What's the show? So I, I'll start watching it. It, there's two seasons of it. It's called um, Formula One uh, Need for No, not Need for Speed. Um, can I remember actually what it's called? This is Dri- Drive to Survive is what it's called. Oh, uh, now Mullen's getting on me because he told me about this show and I ignored him. Yeah, so there, it, there's two seasons of it. And the third season, based on last year's Formula One season, comes out on March 19th. Okay, okay. So Drive, it, there's survive. tons of drama. Because, what is it? Is it a reality show with? Yeah, it's like behind the scenes of Formula One. A lot of great race footage, but you, there's so much jealousy and so much money involved. The teams, there's tw- 10 teams and they have two cars, so two drivers, and they drive identical cars. So the competition between guys on the team is insane because if you if you finish better than the other guy, you drove better because you have the same exact car. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so there's a lot of drama and a lot of jealousy. Um, the, the one guy in the show who's the team principal for Red Bull is married to a spice girl, ginger spice. So there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff going on. And it's now season two. Season two. Yeah. is from two, not last year's formula one season, but the two, 2019 season this, season three comes out March 19th. See this, ha- this has to be, you know, I know that they do this in the UFC, right? Isn't it strike for us or whatever mm-hmm. it's called where they had the reality show where you had two sides of it and each side was trained by a fighter. And then there would be, mm-hmm. I forget what the name of the, of the show was, but it was something. So is it similar to that where you're watching them prepare and gear up for races, but you're getting the, the reality show element of who they are? Yeah, you learn about they do like little capsules on a guy. Yeah, where, yeah. like they're and they're these guys are global. Like Daniel Ricardo is an Australian, you know. Uh, Charles Leclerc, no, Charles Leclerc, you know, and you know, there's Italian drivers from Spain, guys like Fernando okay. Alonso. So it's really cool. And it's like a doc. but but and I think uh, and I'll be honest, no sport or entity of competition around the world I think does a better job than Formula One in giving their audience different content all like through this whole off season that they've been in they just keep pumping you full of content in car cameras and compelling material and and videos and stuff that they put out they service their their audience really well i wonder how it compares because now that it's on especially because it'll be on fox and it'll be on national television on sundays so i'm sure because people are home a lot more than normal that people have dipped in and watched a nascar race or two since the start of the season 
Mm. But I imagine that it, it it's night and day different, even oh. in the presentation of it. Totally. Because, right. I mean, NASCAR has done a lot and it's come a long way for how the product is presented on television. But there still is a lot of, I think, fluff. They add a lot of fluff to these races because you're essentially talking about a race. And if nobody's making moves and stuff, then you have to fill it. But I feel like there's a lot. I, I don't know. The limited well, amount. Formula 1 is a lot different. Yeah, exactly. Formula Looks There's different. A, a lot more strategy, like uh, undercutting a guy, pitting a, a lap earlier than him because you can make up three seconds on the track. And Formula One is much more science mm. and tenth of a second. <laughs> I mean, literally, it, you can get it in, a, in and out of a pit stop at 1.9 seconds. If you go 3.2, you just lost three places on the track. And, you know, your position on the track is more important. There's so many elements to it. It's this crazy. is really a good show. I mean, you and Mullen. It's really good. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm now going to be watching a reality show. You like, turn me on to a whole new sport. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think that's no. ever happened in my life where I've seen. Well, like 24-7s did that for a lot of people for hockey. Good point. I think the two things that have helped the NHL the most in the last 30, 20 years were video games like NHL 94, where people knew every player on every team because they played the video game. Yeah. And behind the scenes, 24 seven stuff road to the winter classic and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think the, you know, growing, well, for me, it's different just because hockey in the Northeast is always prevalent, but not playing the sport. The closest connection I had outside of rooting for a team with the sport was always NHL. Yeah. It was always the EA game. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. iconic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same as Mike Tyson's punch out to boxing. Totally. Yeah. Right. And, it's but, but more players. Football. Yeah. Like right. you knew that, hey, when I play with the Buffalo Sabres, I got Pat LaFontaine and well, Alexander that, McGillney. That, that's why I could drop the Doug weight shattering the glass. Yeah. Right? That's why I could go back to the Mulgillney-LaFontaine line that you mentioned in Buffalo, right? Yeah, Where, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, those, and it was insane because think about it. When they introduced the one-timer, the first yeah. year that you could then do the, oh, the one double the double B click. Yes, exactly. Genesis. Exactly right, man. That's amazing. I love that game. I, I still do. It it oh, is it's awesome. Great. And it it definitely when you look at I think live for the NBA more so, but we'll see. All right. Coming up, we will wrap the hour at Jason Mertz. I follow on Twitter at Shander Show here. And something will sneak in before the end of the program. It's the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Attention gun owners in the Philadelphia region. Sign up now with our NRA instructor, Bob Dooley, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley sports center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at Delaware Valley sports That's info at Delaware Valley sports Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Okay. I'll see you later.
Starting to do this thing, hopefully with QVC, man. Trying to break in there. It's tough. That's out here in Westchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got on got on with an agent, did some headshots, did some stuff, worked with a with a host there who's already hosting, did some mock stuff. Yeah. And doing a doing a demo for them on Thursday. Yeah, broadcast park out there, right off of uh, five points. Now everything is digital now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So everything is done uh, at home via the stream. Cool. Yeah, so I can just do it right here. And I'll show you what I have. This is uh, the mock that I'm doing with this woman. She's awesome. Yeah, my brother has his own car service. He, t he picks up a ton of people that come either fly in here and takes them there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really was a big part of it now that slowed down. So I'm going on. Could not be. He, used to, he goes up to New York in normal times, like twice a week. What is that? It's a lantern slash. Like a camping thing. Flashlight. So I tell you, it's the safest yet brightest flashlight you can find. It's amazing. Imagine. It looks like a halogen. Well, yeah. Now, the, the funny thing is that space. despite them having a bunch of male hosts and people on their male personalities that work for vendors. It's like 90% female purchase. Yeah. Demographic. Yeah. Right. So everything is, well, she's this and she's that. And, and you're, you're constantly thinking that, you know, you're talking, I'm trying to sell this to a mom walking her kids or, you know, walking a dog or something like that. So I can say, I are you repping the company? Or are you working, trying to work for QVC? The vendor. Okay. The so the goal is to be with the vendor. Gotcha. Not yet, Ms. Brooks. Mama Brooks. Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. Would you buy something off of QVC if you saw me selling it? Be honest. Uh, well, it depends on what you're selling. All right. If you're watching right now, phillyvoice.com slash the middle on the stream with Jason Martinez and myself. I'm sure Ron Culver is watching with us on mute listening to the show. What I have here for you is the best, brightest, and safest lantern on the market. It's also a flashlight. And think about how often you're out and need light. Think about how often you need something bright like this where it's not just pointing directly down at the ground. You're walking your dog. It's 9 o'clock at night. You can't see anything. Last thing you want to do is have to buy a new pair of sneakers. You're walking your kids down the block, an evening stroll, if you will. And you mm -hmm. want to make sure that the youngest who's able to walk is also able to have light on their body. Look at this, man. You're telling me that this isn't something you need in your household. No, I like it. I, I make, I've bought stuff off TV before. You know, when you're banged up and you watch the World War II in color videos. And you're like, I'll buy that. That looks awesome. Those it's not War of the Worlds. What is it called? It's not War of the Worlds. It, it's something else. But I know exactly. Like Robert Mitchum is in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is the name of that series? I bought, I bought the, uh, I was banged up one night when I was having back problems. I had back problems for like five years. And I, it was horrible. I tried everything. Nothing was working. And I was watching uh, a P90X infomercial with Tony Horton. Mm, yes. And, and he's like, if you got back problems, this is great. So I'm banged up. I buy it. I go and I go to my orthopedic guy and he's like, you can't do this. Your back is too jacked up. I had I had a subluxation of L4, L5, okay. all kinds of issues. And I was, it was just like, now, did it tell you to 
check with the doctor before you bought it? Well, I just checked with him. I'm like, let me check. And he's like, can't do it. So what I, and eventually I just said, screw it. I'm doing it. And five weeks into doing P90X, I woke up for the first time on my belly. Yeah. And I haven't had a back problem since. Isn't it's that amazing? Decade. That's yes. awesome. Awesome. All right. I got a quick Thank question. You, Tony Horton. <laughs> I love Horton, man. He's good. He's good. His stuff was fantastic. Thanks, mm -hmm. Ron Culver. We're back on Wednesday. I believe Brooks is with us. And a quick question for the Flyers tonight next. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. So overtime, first and foremost, as you see, brought to you by the great people at Book It Sports. We maintain, go to the marketplace of choice and download the Book It Sports app at Book It HQ on Twitter. It is the place to be to talk about, brag about, even get ripped about all of the wagers that you place. It is the community for sports bettors. I just get a picture from Matt Mullen who, as you know, is our sports editor and contributor here on the, the middle via the text line. He sends me a picture of, guess what? Guess what, Jason Martinez? Matt Mullen just sent me a picture of. He's got the lantern you had. Sitting right there on his table. He says nice. he and his wife sit are dying right now. His aunt bought those for him on Christmas. Guess where on QVC? Look, it I got didn't even take you selling. Nope. Look at that. Look at that. Hungry Python, 1963. I like that lantern. If you buy them, tell them you saw it here on the show. Mama Brooks, she's a prepper. So, yes, you could use this. Good on that. What's that? I said good on them. Yeah, that's great on them. All right. Last chance here to stay away. Last chance to tell people to not play the Flyers. Do you like? Here's the thing. Do you like the? I always try to look at the contrarian early. Do you like the do you like the Penguins part of me? I mean, it's ridiculous right now. I'm looking at how many people have bet the Flyers. It's as I you don't. can imagine. Do you like, like Penguins coming out and stealing the first period? Um, no, I don't. I think it's a scoreless first period. Now the Flyers are coming off back to back shutouts as well, and they're playing good defense hockey. And they're playing Buffalo. I get it, um, but. No, I think the first period's a scoreless first. You know, the Pens, okay, so this is a scenario here where I guarantee you, this is where I would normally take the Penguins on the first period action. Or what I would do is I would look at either the, the dog or a tie. And that's what I've been doing on the on the evening show. But it's based on this scenario. So I'll, I'll throw you this scenario. And look, nothing is is consistent. You just create your own little system in your head and you go with it. But once again, we have a scenario where it's not as high as I'd like it. It's only at two thirds. I'd like it to be at like 85 to 90 percent. But it's two thirds of the people betting on this game. And it's still early because it's seven o'clock are love the Penguins when you get goals. Love them. Two thirds of the public is on the Penguins when you're getting a goal and a half. But as you know, when it actually comes to putting your money where your mouth is and taking the money line play, two thirds of the public is on the Flyers. 
So if I have a ratio where it's 85 to 90%, where 90% of the public loves a team with goals but won't touch them on the money line, that's where I'll look at either taking the dog or the tie as the first period, kind of like the steel element of it. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like the period play in this situation. I really don't. Um, not just because I'm close to the team, but yeah, I just don't like that that play. Well, you tonight. being close to the team helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. It's probably why I'm not allowed to, in my contract to bet on them. <laughs> right, you just give them out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so not at all. I, I'll tell you though, the game itself, like this, this would be how shocked do you think people would be if they lose this game? You're right. They come if the Flyers lose it, yeah, they come off two shutouts. Defense has stepped up. The goaltending is there consistently. It yeah, really doesn't matter at, at any point who's in net, right? Well, both have been well. Elliott's actually been better than Hart, but but Hart's. I mean, Hart's obviously not, capable. You're wrong, but it, it's not. Pittsburgh's it's lowest not. scoring period so far this season is the first period. Ooh. So just a little insight there. Um, like the they've also game. in the first period. Um, I'm trying to see what they've given up this year in the first period. All right, so they've given up the most goals in the first period and scored the least in the first period. The Penguins. The Penguins have. Okay, so that tells me one of two things. Hammer, hammer, hammer the Flyers in the first period, or that's a trend that's about to bust. Well, we got to look at, you also have to look then at what the Flyers do in the first period, right? Because I, I guess, yeah. I mean, put, you the, put the two together, you have to kind of, then you have to kind of know. So, okay, the Penguins score the least in the first period, but give up the most. The Flyers score the least in the first period and that's where they give up the least but so they don't score and nobody scores on them whereas the penguins they don't score but people score on them yes so the flyers in the first period have scored 17 first period goals and given up 12 their okay. highest scoring period is the third where they scored 23 but they also given up 20 in the third yeah so i actually when, a lot when of that's boston up Going into the third, they're actually a good team to fade. I know you don't like period plays, but if the Flyers are up going into the third period, they're they've been a decent team to fade only in the third period. Well, the Flyers, three zero or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now the last Flyers only have one loss in regulation against a team not named the Boston Bruins. Well, they're not losing this game tonight. I'll give you that. They're not losing this game, and they've only lost two games total they got a point an overtime loss against or a, the only loss they have is against buffalo in regulation other than the bruins where they lost six to one and then they have a game where they lost in overtime their record's 11 four and three they're oh three and two against boston everybody else they've dominated it's amazing amazing yeah. all right let's run it down real quick we'll be back on wednesday thanks again to everybody hanging with us here on the middle overtime brought to you as always by book it sports jeff parles speaking of which will be back with us tomorrow but in case you wanted the plays i'll give you the mertitis and then me with the three extra to make it an even eight play night for you stars on the money line jets on the money line canadians on the money line isle mm -hmm. and flyers all to win straight up on the money line including overtime and then we added i like illinois I bumped them up to nine and a half. It's still at minus 182. So if you're running a parlay around Robin, you're in good shape. Really, really like Baylor in the first half, minus two and a half. 
at West Virginia and then the NBA play. We both agree. Spurs coming off a late one last night. Overtime, little gas. Knicks on fire. So we like the Knicks minus one and a half. You got it? Got it. Love it. All right. See you later. Thanks as always. Looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following and stand out amongst your friends by downloading Book It Sports today on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. See you guys. Appreciate you being with us.